committee confidential is now public and available? Is that what you're saying? If that's what the no, chairman's saying, no, we got a whole new series of no, questions. No, not if it, not if it's uh, uh, committee. committee confidential. But so you have that. You have access to it. Not so but, that but I don't can forget, eighty percent of the material we've gotten from the library is is on the website of the Judiciary Committee, so the public has access to it. No, I, proceed. I, I want, I want Judge Kavanaugh. So, again, oh it's the, the two old guys from the Muppet balcony scene <laughs> arguing about Kavanaugh. It's funny, Lindsey Graham, I can see in the background behind uh, Leahy and uh, Grassley with a smile on his face. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> well, and it's burning daylight, which is, from the Republican perspective, exactly what you want. Just get through this stuff. Yeah, because it's a... It's, get to dinner time and everybody's going to want to go. Which, for them, is 4.30. Um, it's a complete show. Saves and, money. So I'm looking at this tweet that just came across from somebody. Kavanaugh starts to give a no comment on the question of whether the president can issue a pardon in exchange for a bribe, thinks better of it, and makes the point that you have to distinguish the effectiveness of the pardon from whether the president bribe incurred criminal liability. Okay, so they did get into that, because that is some of the concern or claim concerns from Democrats is that he's got some views on uh, or the, well, the, the overall idea that Trump picked this guy purely. Because he's going to let him get away with a variety of things. Sure. That's absurd, but go ahead and make that claim if you want. Coming up, a little more on the homeless decision that I find utterly mystifying. And three aspects of the Colin Kaepernick mini-controversy. The Nike Colin Kaepernick. we got to get to that, and we got to hurry because um, we got a good guest on the social media hearings, which are going on in a different building. Yes, the fabulous Craig Timberg of the Whoopo. Is that your Facebook, your Twitter, and your Google? Yes. Yeah. Not your Google. Not your Google. Google said F you. I'm not showing up. You can't. You, you got no power over me. Google F you. Mm. See what comes up. Huh? What? That's what they said. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think your stuff is... Uh, I'll save this Woodward thing for later. I got some more from the Woodward book. You think? Yeah. Or do you want to know? It's your yeah, bring it on. Okay. So this is uh, a couple more things from the Woodward book, which actually comes out Friday, and I'll, I'll read the whole dang thing. I, I always read them. And as I've said many times, the uh, the stuff that comes out in the pre-publicity tends to be the least interesting stuff to me. And often, put in the context of a whole chapter or whatever, makes more sense. Um... So we had the thing earlier where uh, the uh, chief of staff, Kelly, General Kelly, after one meeting, Kelly said to somebody, he's an idiot about Trump. It's pointless to try to convince him of anything. He's gone off the rails. We're in crazy town. Could I believe he would say that in a side to somebody privately? Absolutely. Yeah, it happened. Yeah. Trump also called Attorney General Jeff Sessions the first senator to back him a traitor in one meeting. This guy's mentally retarded, Trump said. How dare he's He's this dumb southerner. He couldn't even be a one-person country lawyer down in Alabama. And the attack on Trump is for using the term retarded, and he's had to uh, walk that back or say he never said it or whatever. That's mm. that's your concern. I mean, I realize that's not a cool term in the modern world. Yeah. But uh, I'd say that's really not the problem here. If- no. No. The book, this is this is what I thought was good. And this is what there'll be a lot of this in the book, I'll bet, that the press isn't going to be interested in. The book also revealed a rare admission from Trump that he made a mistake after the white nationalist riot last summer in Charlottesville, Virginia, by walking back his earlier remarks that both sides were to blame for violence at the raucous event. 
That was the biggest effing mistake I've ever made and the worst speech I've ever given, he said. The walking back was a mistake or See, the I, original? I, I okay. don't, uh, yeah, that's funny. The first time I read it, I thought it was the first statement. But so the walking back, he thought, was a mistake. Yes. Okay. Right. This is the biggest effing mistake I've ever made. Worst speech I've ever given, he told someone. Huh. No, I look forward to reading the book. Yeah, well, and as you pointed out, uh, when we were talking about previous books, about previous presidents, there will be enormously impactful, uh, well, a description of enormously impactful decisions and policies and the rest of it that will change history that you never hear about. It's the bitchy stuff. Yeah. It's He called him the something yep. or It's other. all the high school right. uh, hallway who called somebody a, ba- a bad name. That's the only stuff that ever makes it out. And most of these people never read the books. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, three, do we have time for this? Yeah. Three uh, things have come to light in terms of the Colin Kaepernick dealio. I burned three pairs of Nike shoes last night. I couldn't get them to get on fire. Because yeah, they're made of rubber, rubber and plastic, so I soaked them in gas. They exploded in my face. I was badly injured. But at least I made my point. Right? Take that, libs! Take that! That's right. <laughs> uh, so, whoops, that is the wrong friend messing with me during the show. Here we go. So, uh, aspect number one of the Kaepernick thing, uh, the memes that have jumped up online, inevitable. Picture of Osama bin Laden, go for it, even if it means sacrificing everything. Here's Anthony Weiner taking <laughs> a shirtless selfie. Go for it, even if it means sacrificing everything. That's pretty funny. I've seen Hitler now. I've seen uh, there's a Bin Laden again. Oh, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Just do it. Osama Bin Laden. He sacrificed everything, all right. Do we have any details yet on what Colin Classic Kaepernick? D- double tap right above the eye. What? <laughs> We have any details on what Kaepernick got paid for this, or is this just part of his overall Nike deal in a different advertising campaign? Not no, sure. This was a he was all he was always under contract with Nike. So he's a team Nike guy. This to start was with. a renegotiation with this 30th mm-hmm. anniversary of the "Just Do It." I'd like to slogan know. I'd like to know time, how much the, the details haven't been released. I'd like to know how much money he made out of it. Just it's interesting. Aspect number two: the Washington Post with an opinion piece uh, talking about. Um, the decision to hire him up and, and make this controversial move on Nike's part. Um, this is a $36 billion company. So before we go handing out humanitarian awards, understand that the inclusion of an unemployed NFL quarterback exiled by a billionaire's club and reviled by some who live paycheck to paycheck was studied and studied hard. Of course it was. But at least Nike did what the NFL hasn't been able to. It chose a side that it happened to be correct is all the better. So they're siding squarely with Colin Kaepernick in his incredibly vague but indignant stand against bad stuff. Third aspect of it that I found it very interesting was uh, somebody forwarded, and I like to give credit, but I don't have it in front of me, um, an incredibly long and detailed uh, description slash argument that Nike is in the midst of really delicate negotiations with with China and and North Vietnam for their manufacturing facilities, um, and those negotiations and the outcomes of that will mean much more than kind of a smallish move in uh, market share vis a vis Under Armour and Puma and the rest of them. Um, it's much more important. And I'm a New Balance man. The anti-American tone, the critical of America tone, will play very, very positively in Beijing. Really? So that could have been the calculation. Uh, was that 
10% of it, 90% of it, I don't have a, a, a single idea. Sure. But it was a very serious, long business article about that. So I see you in ASICs. I put my arm around and hug you and say, good job, fellow Americans. You're an American. See you in Nike. You're a good American. Spit on you. I key your car. That's. I think that's perfectly reasonable. Absolutely. And healthy and a good way to run a society. <laughs> but so you got the Hitler meme. You got the self-righteous editorial. And you got the calculation over a little Vietnamese lady sewing shoes for 20 cents an hour. Right. So haven't found an actual dollar amount, but it includes Nike doing a, a distinct apparel line specifically for Kaepernick and in addition to donating to his charity of the his Know Your Rights charity that he's that he's since started. Do they have hoodies that hit, fit over his fro like special? Don't know that. Mm. We'll have Sean look into that next. <laughs> So, yeah, the uh, the tech company's getting grilled in D.C., and we're going to check in with Craig Timberg on that. See how that's going on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the, of, of the nation. this year or not the new helmet to protect the brain Uh, i didn't get that far yeah might as well just put skirts on them as far as i'm concerned that's a good argument good good point so uh welcome to the show we have more on the bob woodward book to come uh, a little bit more anyway and um and a lot more i'm sorry my uh, software shut down just when it was needed the most ain't that the way it goes anybody acting like i don't know i haven't read the book yet i'm gonna hold back on whether i think anything's true or not till i read the book but anybody acting like it's impossible that any of those generals would think trump was an idiot or that, that he did crazy things i mean really you think that's completely out of the realm of possibility yeah. with trump okay everybody sees everything through a partisan lens you know what are you going to do? Uh, we're going to talk to Craig Timberg, national reporter covering technology for the Washington Post, who has been sitting in on the grillings of various tech execs in D.C. this very day. Hello, Craig. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Excellent. First, can we clarify that the folks from Twitter showed up and Facebook, but not Google? MySpace. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the Google uh, folks offered to send their general counsel, Kent Walker, and the committee wanted somebody more senior, like Larry Page, who's the CEO of the parent company Alphabet. And uh, there was a seems to have been a lack of agreement on this point. And so they <laughs> so, just basically uh, said no. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, well, they both said no, right? They didn't agree to one another's terms, and so they. Yeah, Google was so, not there. Okay. What, were, what was the government hoping to find out, and what did they find out? Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not quite sure. I mean, I, I think that, I, I, look, the, 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 the comments and the questions focused mainly on Russian dis- disinformation and um, what the platforms are doing to fight it. I'm never really sure what the motivations of government officials are, though. Good, uh, good point. Into that, a, lot, a lot of things came up, you know, cybersecurity and advertising of opioids and whether the companies should treat the U.S. government different than the Chinese government. So, you know, mm-hmm. you have as many motives as there are people in the room and maybe more. Well, did it strike you as a thought-provoking and necessary conversation? 
Uh, I'm not sure I would pick those exact words. Um, I do think that um, calling um, company executives in front of hearings, though, does have a way of motivating them uh, because they're all, you know, they all live in fear that that Washington is going to impose a bunch of regulations on them that are going to make it harder for them to run their businesses. So that kind of implicit lever means that lawmakers can get answers to questions that we can't otherwise get answered to. And so that profit, so calling them to the Hill actually does have a useful effect in many cases. Well, well did anybody throw out any of that strong talk like, uh, you know, Senator Ted Cruz has been talking about, we need to regulate Facebook or Google, whichever one you want to regulate, like utilities. Is anybody willing to go that far in this hearing? It didn't quite come to that. I mean, but the you know the key piece of law here is something called the Communications Decency Act, from, and it's Section 230, and it basically um, immunizes tech companies from when we think of it, sort of like bad or criminal things that happen on their platforms. So if you know if I accuse you of some crazy crime on your Facebook page. You know, I can be sued for libel or or, or a defamation, but but Facebook can't. And that kind of broad immunity is is crucial. The the tech companies say to them being able to innovate and all that stuff. And it's a kind of protection that we don't enjoy here at the Washington Post, right? If I wrote sure. that you were had committed some sort of crime and I had no proof for it in the Washington Post, you would sue me, and we we would. If I was wrong, we would lose. So that. Um, the tech companies have been treated in a very different way than more traditional publishers now for a couple of decades. And so that whole issue sort of hangs in the air over all of these kinds of hearings. If Congress changed that law or narrowed that immunity, all of these tech companies would be in big trouble. Well, so, I, you know, I just I don't know if I get that comparison. And I know that's the comparison yeah. a lot of people make, but yep. everybody can't post a story to the Washington Post. You know, there's, yeah, there's, no, just, I, there's however many of you, there's a manageable, num- manageable number of people that post yeah. stories there and you can keep an eye on them and hold them so accountable. That has, that has always been the argument that, that that Facebook and Twitter and Google for that matter are merely platforms on which others act. The counter argument is well of course they have some control over what stuff surfaces on your page. It's not like a free for all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the advertising you get is is a product of algorithms that the companies create. And so it, it you know I'm not saying that the issue isn't subtle. I actually think it is authentically subtle, but that that question of whether the tech companies are going to have you know, wide, you know, lev- you know, wide room to do what they want on their platforms is always, is always what they're defending against. That's why when Congress calls, they generally show up and try to play nice. Craig Timberg, national reporter covering technology for the Washington Post online. Craig, could you get a sense of which way the wind seemed to be blown? Was there a clear advance in one direction or another? No, it was kind of, um, it was not, um, you know, there was not a there was not a clear crystallizing moment where one issue um, rose above the others. The one thing I found really interesting, though, was that Jack Dorsey, the chief executive of Twitter, said that they they're very serious about starting an effort to label bots. They didn't they stopped maybe a couple of steps short of announcing it, but you know, bots are these automated accounts that various people use to kind of manipulate the conversation. So if Twitter starts labeling them, uh, that would be a change that folks would notice in their Twitter feeds. Um, now, he did caution, well, I'm not sure that that will really, you know, we can't catch all bots. People, you know, are trying to fake fake us out all the time. But a step in that direction would, would be would be a change. I don't know if you've heard that podcast that's going around where they have the transcript of the actual Facebook meetings when they started to try to lay down rules for what they would allow. And there's a hilarious really long complicated you know breastfeeding do we allow that or not if the nipple is visible right. how about right. if it's a you know somebody that can walk versus a baby you know all that oh, sort of boy. stuff and you know all that just 
It makes it clear to me. I, I don't see how they could ever have it. It almost either has to be a free-for-all or not even close to a free-for-all because there's not much in, in between. It's too complicated. Well, but so that's exactly what the Russians took advantage of, though, right? Is it, sure. it, it, it's, compl- it's complicated, so we all throw up our hands and say, well, whatever. And then, <laughs> and then another country comes in and manipulates those tools in an incredibly deceptive way. I mean, that's, that's the, that's, I agree with you. It's, it's hard. It's not obvious how you would address any of these things. But uh, it, to, to pretend that, it, that we should just look the other way, I mean, I think, that, I think that's what the tech industry has been doing for the last 15 or 20 years, um, is, is kind of like not focusing on this. They sure I'm made a hell of a lot of money doing it that way. Yeah, I'm glad that they're feeling the pressure, frankly. I mean, if, if they're not going to be trying to manage some of the stuff, who is? We and don't then, really want our government doing that, I don't think. Oh, Lord, no. If you want it done yeah. poorly, let the government do it. Uh, final right. note, uh, understand that uh, next, Jack Dorsey uh, and, and the bloke uh, and Sheryl Sandberg from Facebook are going to get grilled about um, suppressing conservative thought or speech? That's a different I believe hearing. That's only, I believe that's only Dorsey. Oh, okay. that, that, that's a House committee hearing this afternoon. It starts in about an hour. So I've, so, yes. I've been to the not popular party before where there's a more popular party going on across yep. town. I've Just, actually yeah. been to that, and it's kind of sad. Is that what it was yep. like today? Because you got the Supreme Court thing going on in a different <laughs> building, and everybody's paying attention to that. Well, without um, having a lot of visibility into your social life, it, it sounds like that might be the case. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the Kavanaugh hearing uh, is uh, is the center of the universe right now from right. a news point of view, and so yeah, it just you know you compare it to when Mark Zuckerberg testified a few months ago, and even late last year when executive from from you know the big three companies showed up on the hill. It, there does seem to be a lot less heat today. Uh, how much time do we have, Mike? Because uh, about a minute. Yeah, I don't have. Is Cheryl Sandberg my uh, my arch enemy? No, or is it? No, no, it's a different yeah. uh, uh, Silicon Valley lady. Right. She, I said something once years ago, Craig, that she completely misinterpreted, oh. and has been using it as an example of toxic masculinity ever oh. since. But it Sorry, was. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, Craig, when you're a wordsmith as creative and subtle as, as myself, that happens occasionally. It's fine. It goes with, goes with the territory. Craig Timberg, speaking of wordsmiths, a national reporter, covers tech for the Washington Post. Craig, always kind of you to spend a couple minutes with us. Thanks a lot. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I have a feeling I might come down a little differently than Craig on this. I am a full-on first amendment guy if the russians are using our platforms and our you know our love of free speech to get us figure out how figure out how to counter it uh, educate or people that that's what happened or ignore it exactly yeah but, I, I but don't think put it's, bureaucrats in charge of facebook i just ain't gonna work i well, no. Yeah, i think you've got to just leave it wide open it's 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 got downsides obviously right isis videos and this and that but well, what about a legitimate expression of support for some Russian program or policy? I, as an American, say, you know, they really do have the right to that port in Crimea. Am I now an agent provocateur right. or what? What am I? What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Supreme Court nominee Kavanaugh doing a bit of traditional sidestepping on the issues. Another major upset in the Democrat Party and moving a big step closer to cloning a woolly mammoth. Yes! yes! I'm going to see that in the zoo. I'm going to get one and ride it around. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Ah, boy. The absurdity of the world. Um, We're talking about the Google and the Facebook and the Twitter and the regulating it and all that sort of stuff. And we both think it should be more wide open. It's yeah. the only choice. 
the only choice because oh, yeah. once you start down the road of what you're going to allow and what you're not going to allow, it just gets crazy fast. It quickly moves into absurdity. Yeah. So I'm reading about this new uh, football helmet they've designed. Uh huh. Um, I don't think I don't think they're ready to start wearing it yet. Um, How about but this great the technology big, is really interesting. How about those great big giant novelty helmets like they put on little kids <laughs> when they do stuff? Well, they mention that. They say you'd look and play like SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, but this guy started a company in 2013 with the University of Washington, Washington's Chair of Mechanical Engineering, Professor of Mechanical Engineering, and Professor of Neurosurgery. Hmm. Traditional helmets typically have a hard outer shell with foam padding on the inside, sort of like an M&M. By contrast, the Zero-One helmet has an outer load shell, L-O-D-E, that is deformable, so it's not entirely rigid. A good hard blow will dent it, um, as well as an inner layer of columnar structures designed to absorb the force of impact. Why don't we post this in the video at armstrongandgetty.com? Football fans. You know, this could be the answer. Maybe, or make it close enough to an answer, you know, right. just improvement. Yeah. You know, you don't need to solve every problem, just make it better enough that people think, yeah, I'll play football. News now with Marshall Phillips. Well, the questioning continues. Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh saying the landmark high court ruling on abortion is settled law. He was pressed about Roe v. Wade during the second day of his week-long confirmation hearing. One of the important things to keep in mind about Roe v. Wade is that it has been reaffirmed many times over the past uh, 45 years, as you know. And Senator Dianne Feinstein was zeroing in on the extent of presidential powers. Kavanaugh saying, of course, the executive branch is subject to the law and the court system. But when he was asked by Feinstein, can a sitting president be required to respond to a subpoena? It's a matter of uh, the canons of judicial independence. I can't give you an answer on that hypothetical question. We're starting to there get you go. into That's the, the hypothetical uh, yes. answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the topic is front and center at Kavanaugh's hearing because... Well, you can't ignore the canons of the uh, judicial, what's its name, Marshall? Yeah, well... That'd be irresponsible. you got to remember the man who nominated him, President Trump, could face a subpoena in special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation, and the Supreme Court has never ruled on a presidential subpoena. Tell you what the the Supreme Court's going to rule on is that Ninth Circuit uh, homelessness ruling that just came out today. Man, is that a controversial one. Boston City Councilor Iona... Presley delivered another stunning upset to the Democratic establishment last night, defeating Representative Mike Capuno. This so reminds me of the Tea Party movement, having lived through that. It's a similar thing on the other side. Yeah, uh, Capuano, I'm sorry, that's his last name. He's the establishment establishment, uh, candidate. He conceded defeat in the party's primary for the uh, 7th District in Massachusetts. Now, despite his long list of progressive credentials, Presley seized on an energy among the Democratic base. Progressive groups battling with the party establishment over how to win back majorities in Congress. They're arguing Democrats should back more electrifying young and diverse candidates. So I don't know anything. With our rights under assault, with our freedoms under siege, that it's not just good enough to see the Democrats back in power, but it matters who those Democrats are. Oh, boy. Just like the Tea Party movement. 
And um, I, I don't, what, I don't know about this person, but there was a real no nothing that that won the other day against an incumbent. And it's just like when the Tea Party caught fire, and there were some terrible candidates that ended up winning as part of because the, they, they got, spouted the party line because the, well, they, the Tea Party line. Yeah. They got the Tea Party yeah. stamp of approval in a very short period of time before yeah. anybody had a time to look at them, yeah. and they were freaking nut jobs, and they lost easily winnable races. Yeah. And the Democrats are going to do exactly the same thing. They're going to they're going to lose some races they should win by nominating some some no nothings. The other side of this is if you've ever wanted to be in office. You got it's too late for this wave, but you yeah. got to catch one of these waves. You could get elected yeah. knowing nothing. You just you wait. Know, that's perfect. You get you get on the bandwagon of one of these movements when it's hot. If you end up yeah. being the person, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, that's some good analysis, folks, right there, huh? There you go. National Police Organization representing nearly a quarter million officers is now calling for a boycott at Nike. In a letter to Nike, the National Association of Police Organizations says it is upset with the choice of Colin Kaepernick as the new face of Nike's Just Do It ad campaign. Letter calls uh, Nike's decision a perpetuation of the myth that police are racist. Yeah, yeah, you know, that, this whole thing is, I don't know, it's, it's just so sad to me. Uh, you know, uh, you got Colin Kaepernick. He's an all right guy. He's an earnest kid. He's discovering his, his, you know, his identity as a mixed-race man who's uh, raised by adoptive parents, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Loving adoptive parents. He's in his young adulthood. He's got a ton of money. He's got a hot girlfriend who's an activist. And, and he ends up with these vague but strongly expressed feelings about justice. Good for him. I like justice, too. He ends up becoming a public relations nightmare. So he can't work anymore in his chosen field. And he's not like gone full on activist because I don't think he has the tools, honestly. But he's done some good charity yeah. stuff. One of the knocks from the right, which is allegedly my side of things, right? Is that this guy is all talk. He doesn't do. No, he does a lot of charitable things. He's got a foundation. He gives a lot of money. And some of what he does is really, really cool. But I just think he's misguided. And, and he's become this pariah for no good reason. Do you think the and then Nike has teamed with him for the vaguest and dumbest of, of ideas? Well, mostly to get young people of color to buy Nike shoes because they have a vague affection for Colin Kaepernick because he stood up to the man by standing down. Do you, do you think the NFL will be found to have uh, to colluded against him? I think no. they all individually no. came to a rational decision for running your business. No, he's a PR nightmare. Yeah. It'd just be too much downside to the upside. Yeah, you don't need to coordinate. I don't need to get together with senile old Jerry Jones <laughs> and jaw about that over a whiskey to figure that out. No, it's self-evident. My friend's getting ready to rise. And the guy clearly should be on an NFL roster. He is easily good enough to be a number two for most teams in the league and certainly be toting a clipboard. Scientists are actively working on cloning a 40,000-year-old horse, and if it works, they might be able to bring back another long-extinct species. Oh, yes. The foal was found in the frozen subsoil of a Siberian crater, and they're now taking cells from it in an effort to clone the species back to life. 
Researchers well, said... Well, this can only go well. Oh, yeah. There's no, oh, yeah, no, it's clearly no, a positive. No <laughs> possible problem. Researchers say that the foal was perfectly preserved, so they were able to get samples from what he calls a unique find for biotechnology research. 40,000-year-old horse. Correct. And the Russian-South Korean team of scientists claims that experimenting on the foal is the first step in their ultimate goal of cloning Lincoln, of bringing, <laughs> of bringing back the woolly mammoth. I wrote a very well-received report on ancient horses, Marshall, in the third grade. Have I ever uh, mentioned that to you? <laughs> no, you've never shared that. Uh, the that hippocampus, with me. the hippocampus, and other uh, <laughs> the hippocampus, and, uh, other beasts. You know that Brazilian That's where mu- hippos go to college? The hippocampus. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's where they hang out between classes. Right, right. right. hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so you heard about that Brazilian museum that burned down? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, less, the list of what they lost is horrifying, just terrible, including they lost a, an example of the Santana Raptor, uh, a lithe predator that contained beautifully preserved soft tissues in its legs down to individual muscle fibers. Wow. They had like a mummified dinosaur. Wow! With even the muscle tissue, they'd have brought that back at some point. Uh, Cloned uh, it somehow. I've seen that movie, literally. <laughs> uh, but oh man, this one scientist says it stabs me in the heart as a scientist, uh, uh, and that's just one example of many, many, many. Yeah. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. See, I'm struggling to get any show. The conscience of the nation. Ring the bell. <laughs> So, we cloned the woolly mammoth, which would be cool. I'm going to get one for the farm. I just think it'd be great for the kids to ride. But um, at what point do you clone uh, Lincoln or whoever because you got a little DNA from his hair and stuff? Well, you could if you want, but all you're going to get is a a, a guy who's going to tend to be tall with probably a genetic predisposition to acromegaly or whatever the... uh, yeah, but you, you, what's that but you, condition? It doesn't matter. Yeah, I, well, I am smart enough to realize you don't get Lincoln back. But you could get somebody who looks a great deal like Lincoln. And then what are you going to trot him out for shows? Or <laughs> yes, what? yes, yes, you are. Oh, 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 good. Just make him read his various addresses uh, at live balls. Yeah. You don't have Daniel Day-Lewis play Lincoln in a movie. You have guy Lincoln play Lincoln in a movie. Put on the top hat. I don't want to wear a top hat. I cloned you. Put it on. I've always wondered what he sounds like. That beard looks makes me look like an idiot. Just let me have a mustache. No. Just keep showing me a picture of Lincoln. This is you. You yeah. look like this. But I'm but I'm with Colin Kaepernick. I'm not standing for the national anthem. Lincoln says that. What? Well, you don't know. He might. Well, ironically, in your scenario, he is a slave. <laughs> so, not cool. That'd be a weird twist, wow. wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the petering out coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A soon-to-open marijuana museum in Las Vegas has installed a 24-foot-tall, fully functional bong. It's a 24-foot bong, and they're calling it Bongzilla. Now, because of this giant bong, the city has now changed their slogan to whatever happens in Vegas. Wait, what were we talking about? Hilarious. Uh, yeah. So. 
Anyway. I'm reading through this transcript of the Woodward Trump phone call, which was 11 minutes long. That's funny. I'm still thinking about cloning Lincoln. <laughs> so, uh, you got a country divided. What will you do about slavery? I don't know. I want to play Fortnite. <laughs> Lincoln, you're a real disappointment to me. I got another one for you. Say there was a giant battle, I don't know, maybe in Pennsylvania. You were going to give a speech. What did you say? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry so many guys died here. <laughs> Damn it, Lincoln. You suck, cloned Damn Lincoln. Damn it, cloned Lincoln. You're a real disappointment to me. It's the worst address I've ever heard. Well, and the things with the clones, right? So you'd start off with as an infant, they would be very similar. Although still would have something to do with the health of the mother and diet, and that would have been different than uh, than Kentucky 1809. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So, but from the babies, would be pretty damn similar. But then everything after that would be very different, very different food. I'm guessing clone Lincoln is not going to split rails by hand all day long, so he could quite easily end well, up a big fat guy. Right. <laughs> you got a big giant fat clone Lincoln. Right. Hates beards. <laughs> Clean shaven. We got the mall cop stash. Who he thinks knows? the beard thing is over. The hipsters ruined it. So <laughs> he's like, no beard for me. Dresses in track suits. <laughs> and he's fat. Right. Because he doesn't get near as much extra. Right. His father doesn't sell him into slavery like Lincoln's dad did. So he, he's a big fat guy. Yeah. Fat. Plays yeah. fantasy football. Right. <laughs> and talks about it all the time. <laughs> oh, shut up, cloned Lincoln. I don't care how your team did. God, you're killing me. <laughs> Why don't you go to the theater tonight? Hey, I'm tired of that joke. It's insensitive. <laughs> Sorry, Clint Lincoln. My bad. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is cloned Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So uh, how much time I got here, Michael? Uh, not much at all. Okay. Uh, about 10 seconds, sir. Okay. Maybe I'll get into this tomorrow. But the phone call between Trump and Woodward, it's... Woodward says, oh, I tried to get a hold of you seven times. To interview you. And like Kellyanne Conway walks in the room and Trump says, Did, did you, you talk to him? Yeah. Well, why didn't you tell me? She, you can't understand what she says. Well, I don't know. I guess she didn't tell me. Anyway, so I guess I got another bad book coming out about me. What am I going to do? Mm. It's just, how does that White House run? I don't know. Someday the story will be told yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. Armstrong and Getty's final thoughts aren't going to make America great again. They're going to make America sick again. <laughs> Here's your host, Joe, Joe Getty. <laughs> Beautiful. Let's get a final thought from everybody to wrap things up, huh? Hey, Positive Sean, what's your final thought? Yeah, when I first got in, started investing in the stock market, I made this appointment with this financial guy, meeting later to get uh, get some more advice. But uh, my stocks are up like 14%. I don't I don't think I need to. I'm going to see if he needs some advice. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm just going to call this thing off. You're a natural. <laughs> Uh, Marsha Phillips, your final thoughts? You want me to give you my final thoughts? Well, according to the canons of the 1937 Communication Act, I don't think I can answer that hypothetical. <laughs> and so it will go for the next two days, my friend. Oh, that's fascinating. Hey, Michelangelo, how about a final thought? Uh, yeah, you talked about the Supreme Court today, but you didn't mention Judge Reinhold once. Sad. <laughs> yeah. Our favorite judge. Jack, do you have a final thought? If you didn't hear uh, the Ben Sass stuff from the show, listen to the podcast. I'm hoping that this was a moment in time that has some legs. It doesn't just disappear. His thoughts of yesterday. And it has some impact. I'd like to play it every day on the in, show. In the honestly. pendulum swinging back the other direction toward grown-ups running the place. Here, here. Uh, my final thought is, is a guy of reasonable average intelligence and, and a fair uh, amount of experience finding stuff on the web, 
I spent an hour yesterday trying to figure out what the hell forms I needed to register my pickup truck that I bought in the wilds of Idaho. Turns out, in California, you have to get a weight uh, certification on (sighs) commercial trucks. Wow. Well, I don't have to worry about that because it's not a commercial truck. And if it's under a certain weight, well, then you don't need the certification, which mine clearly is. It's a Ford F-150. Ah, but wait. Every pickup is a commercial truck in the state of California. And if it comes from out of state without a weight certification on the title, even though it's a stock effing F-150, you've got to go somewhere and get, oh my God. Sure. Who doesn't want to live like this? Let's put them in charge of medicine. When you have a sick kid, that'll be extra fun. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Drop us a note, huh? <laughs> Clone Lincoln. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. God bless America! This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. Bye-bye. It's really too bad because nobody told me about it, and I would have loved to have spoken to you. You know I'm very open to you. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.